Welcome to Remodel Your Life. We are shining the light on women thriving in the trades and remodeling their life into something better. Join a female carpenter as she interviews women around the country about the incredible variety of careers and financial opportunities for women in construction and the skilled trades. And now, your host, Camille Finan. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I have an incredible woman here. She's To say that she's a Renaissance woman is, is understated. Um, she's an electrician. She's also a sports photographer, a motocross rider. She does all kinds of things. Um, Cass is here from Cass.pro. Um, so thanks so much for joining me today, Cassandra. You're your name if you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah Cass is good. You know, and thank you uh, for having me. I was stoked to hear from you when you reached out. Yeah. Sure. So, so you are kind of a unicorn in the, in the universe. My husband is an electrician. He's a really, really good electrician. And uh, we talk about this all the time, personally, he, he and I, and it's really hard to find women electricians. And so uh, I could just tell by your posts how good you are at what you do. So can you kind of Back it up. We'll get into the more fun stuff, but you can, can you kind of get into how becoming an electrician very young has basically financed all these other fun activities that you get to do and, you know, some of these other passions. So you can kind of take us back to the beginning and like, how did you become a licensed, elect, you know, professional electrician as a girl? Well, yeah, I guess, you know, right from the start, I knew the trades were picking up where I'm from. And straight out of high school, I had the opportunity to actually purchase my mom's house off her. So, you know, high school uh, was starting to wrap up. She's looking at me like, Cass, I'm thinking about putting up the house for sale. And I kind of, I don't know, I looked at her and I said, well, I don't know, what if I was <laughs> to buy the house from you? Uh, right away, it had my mind on the trades. And from there, it's been, uh, you know, becoming an electrician has started uh, to fund a passion in building up a life for myself. But since then, and from that, it's allowed me to travel now funding all these other passions that I have in the power sports um, industry, field, travel, and and all that. So for me, it was an excitement towards, you know, not being, you know, too shy to roll up the sleeves um, and to jump in with something that I could see that was doing so well at the time. So so no, it's been yeah. So from Canada, I mean, here in the states, it's still not visible at all to see women doing that uh, on the Instagram. There is, but not like in real life. It's pr still pretty hard to find women doing it. So how did you know? Like, what's different about Canada in the trades that you thought? Oh yeah, like it, I could absolutely be an electrician as a woman. Because let's just face like electrical is like one of the scariest parts of the trades, <laughs> and you really have to yes. know what <laughs> the f you're doing. So. How did you go from high school to thinking, oh, yeah, I could do that? <laughs> like, kind of walk me through that in Canada. <laughs> I guess, like, even now, there aren't as many female electricians as I do see uh, female plumbers and carpenters. Hmm. And, you know, if I'm, you know, it's maybe only happened in the 11 years that I've been an electrician, uh, I've maybe come across on a job site to walk onto a job site, maybe two or three other females. And for me, I'm kind of like, oh, another female electrician, like, I'll kind of, 
become <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> a little bit and through the years that I've been in in my trade school I would maybe be the one female or one of two other females um so you know women in trades here in Canada is not uncommon I feel like I see a lot more of them you know in the landscape um plumbing or welding a lot more um but in terms of electrical not as much for me growing up though uh it was there was never really a doubt that I couldn't do anything I guess to say my mom raised me and my sister unfortunately my parents did split but that's all good they're both doing really well uh but I've seen firsthand my mom take care of and run a whole household herself uh she's actually the one who helped me purchase my first dirt bike uh change a tire change the oil in my car uh, so there was just mm-hmm. never a doubt growing up uh, as having her as a role model to uh, walk through anything you want uh, and not with any much of any doubt or hesitation. So mm-hmm. when, you know, my buddy, you know, first brought up, you know, becoming an electrician, the trades are doing well. I'm like, well, me too. Like, <laughs> I, you know, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't even, I guess, until I went to school and st- stood in the classroom being the only female that I'm like, yeah, this is... Um, this is news to to everyone here in the room that you know the lady is wanting to be in here and do this, and it's uh, been it's been the start of a lot of uh, really interesting conversations as well. I guess walking onto a job site, and that's the most common question I get is, "What made you want to be an electrician?" And it's you know every time I guess I have a bit of a different answer because there were many reasons, but uh, hmm. yeah, I guess you know never having much doubt right from the beginning that I couldn't do it or that. I, mm-hmm. So, and so what would so, you say your reason is now? Like just the financial independence? Because that's what I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, right now, I guess it also because now that I'm, I'm a little bit more grown up, uh, you know, now that I've you know been an electrician for 11 years, I've discovered these other passions that I have. And there's no way that, I, you know, I could let go of the tools and still be able to take some of these other things on um, full time. Uh, but I am always, I know I've always been uh, the creative type and one to take a lot of pride in my work. You know, I go through phases working really hard in some other areas of my life. And when every time I come back to the tools, I feel, you know, it's really gratifying for me. I'm able to relax because I know that I can build up the bank if I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also I know it's easy for me to find work in these other places that I choose to go and, and be for a little while, whether that's, you know, to shoot some, motocross stuff or have a bit of a sled season in other parts of the world, then I can do that and have work contacts <laughs> in different areas. So it helps with the travel. The work is always there and um, it's very comforting and reassuring then in that mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. It, well, it's definitely a very elite skill to be a good electrician, not just be able to change an outlet, <laughs> right? Like it's, it's a real high level skill that I think a lot of people that don't really know the trades, understand. It's kind of like being a surgeon of like doctors. Um, You know, it's always in demand by lots of trades within the trades. So, um, you know, to be good at that is, is like a real asset that you can, it just never goes away, right? As an electrician, you just, you just get better and better. You've seen every single scenario, every single possible mistake. You've made all the mistakes yourself and you just get faster and easier, right? And so you can charge more for the smallest amount of time because you really know how to solve a real problem, like real dangerous problems. Yeah, you learn really quick what not to touch. And, and just, uh, I guess, with electrical too, uh, there are so many different avenues you can go down, You know, whether you're you know, specific in industrial, commercial, residential, 
um, instrumentation going into that from there or, you know, and, and I would say, you know, to anyone getting started in the trade, even just to start super basic, almost residential is good just to build up your knowledge and circuitry and all that kind of stuff. Because once it branches off from there, then you can, you know, learn more specific this, you know, the different specialties that are needed or, you know, scouted out for, for other stuff with commercial. I've got, I've had a few friends jump into commercial right away, big companies and uh, almost become journeyman pipe benders. You know, you got to mm-hmm. watch to make sure, you know, you're getting yourself the knowledge that you need when you when you are hands on and on the tools though too so yeah yeah it's because it's so much I think one of the hardest things that I had to face when I was becoming a carpenter was just how much variety there is within carpentry and it really mm-hmm. like it was a real journey for me to finally get to kitchen remodeling and building kitchen cabinets and then having my own company because there's just you're right you can kind of get stuck in a job that you think is literally the whole thing. And it's kind of just, I mean, you're still making good money, but it's kind of a dead end job in the sense that you don't really see all the possibilities, right? And electrical is kind of like that too. There's just so many avenues. I mean, I had friends that were just electricians just for elevators, right? And they made like $200 an hour. Like, I mean, they work like 10 (laughs) days out of the month and like, I'm like, are you kidding? Right? And so there's just all these little subspecialties within some of these trades that, you can just make so much money and very few people know about it because like, who are you telling? Like nobody, you're just getting your check and moving on. Right. So I just think it's awesome that, um, I just think way more women should be in electrical specifically because it is so mental and there's so much problem solving that goes on. And I just really think women are good at that specifically. Right. And I always um, hear uh, for for females Mm -hmm. like oh I had so and so she was great so detail oriented and I think that's just a trait Mm -hmm. that you know maybe us women carry and you know follow through with or get cast right out the panel the directory it's just the little things and my favorite thing what I find and I get calls for are just like panel makeovers where I can Mm -hmm. get my hands on to making the thing look you know, spot like boom roasted spark. You've you're just doing, sparked, you're doing like, like just, you're doing makeover, like make makeup makeovers. Good. You're doing electrical <laughs> panel makeovers. I can't wait to tell that's my husband that. Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's like, like, well, yeah. like you know, this is like Monday makeover with Sparkles Electric, and I'll yeah. do the before and after of like just the messiest. Yeah, you know, and I don't, and you know, no shots against you know other, but you know, a panel's been there for X amount of years. Yeah. So the house has been renovated five times. What do we? What do we, you know? You're scared. It's, to take a, it's a hot mess. <laughs> It's gonna push, yeah. It's gonna push all this mess in your face, all this wires everywhere. It's like she needs a haircut. We need a, yeah, we need yeah. to fix this. So, I found that's been my spot. I've been really stoked on is uh, because mm-hmm. I do have this creative side. I do do some sketching as well, where and mm-hmm. you know, other work with photography. When I get my hands onto tools, it's like let's make this look good, good. right? Your pretty your names are working. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty electrical. <laughs> Wow. And so how, how did you, um, so like, how did, I'm just kind of curious since you're moving around a lot around Canada, which is, you know, as big as the United States, right? Like as far as distance width wise, how yep. are you, yep. how are you find? Like, I know there's like my husband too, tons of referrals. So you just call up anybody and say, Hey, I'm going to be in the mm-hmm. area. But I also know just by planning purposes for us, like with permits and stuff, you, how are you doing that kind of spontaneously? Like, how are you just sort of rolling into town and doing panels, which is different <laughs> than just like, hey, I can put up a fan for you, you know? Like, how are you yeah, yeah. sort of planning that from a business standpoint and marketing yourself or reaching out ahead of time so that you have sort of work ahead of ahead of you? 
I guess it's well for me. It's I I'm happy to talk about it, and and I guess I always and I always have. I, I always do. So for me, it's, uh, you know, once, you know, the work has been done and whether it be things like, to be honest, like social media, uh, people are like, hey, Cass, I've got, you know, so-and-so, we have, we have a shop coming up, um, you know, when's the next time you're coming through? People just mm-hmm. know me to be traveling a little bit and uh, I'll line things up in a way where it's, I'll know my seasons, I suppose, where, you know, I like to spend my summer seasons on the West Coast and I know the contacts that I have out there. People know that I'll be there and, you know, whether it be like shops or renovations, Sparkles Electric is there at that time or, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. You know, it's it's been that I've been in certain places for long enough to have built relationships in the, the areas that I like to be. And it just sort of, you know, goes from there saying yes to people that need a hand and meeting more people. You know, it's always word of mouth when I find, you know, when it comes to work in the trade. And, you know, sometimes it's not even just the energy you bring to a job site, but the work you leave behind after that, it's, mm-hmm. you know, try and stop the phone from ringing if you take pride in what you do. Yeah. So, so and so where are you, like, are you, do you have a camper? Do you have a RV? Like, how are you living when <laughs> you know, you're in these places? Because I'm imagining my husband's truck and it is filled <laughs> with electrical stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny, I actually just, um, I've just made the decision or the plans on building a tiny house. And it's, mm. you know, the joke of the nomad cast, but uh, I've got, uh, I've got a Tacoma, this bigger Tacoma, and I've got two big toolboxes on the sides and behind the driver's seat is always a uh, power tools bag. And mm-hmm. um, I have a milk crate that holds my tool belt with a few other uh, hand tools in it. So I am this unique um, Sparkles Electric mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, commuting <laughs> truck, but uh, for me, it's um, you know getting around with the truck and the toolboxes has helped, and um, helping at, on other job sites that have other there uh, have other gear and equipment. So yeah, getting around for me has just been with always having on hand what I I need mostly. I love it. And so, what like logistically? How how did you? So here you have to have a you have to have a license to be a, especially a licensed electrician. So how did that happen when you transitioned from, you know, going through your school and your trades and and becoming a journeyman and then how did that transition to you opening your own business? Like logistically, how does that happen? Do you have to be licensed? Is there a different certificate that you're getting in Canada? Like kind of walk us through how that actually works to be able to well, operate here, a business. Uh, yeah. Here in Canada, you'll do your four years of schooling. After that fourth year, you write your fourth year exam, which makes you then qualified to write your interprovincial exam. And once that's done, then you you'll have to be a journeyman, a certified journey person electrician for a year before then you before you can then start your own business or your own company. So there's just a I guess it's just putting in the time once the exams rolled through and done the hours towards a year after becoming a journey person and then being able to pull permits and and go from mm. there getting so, your red your uh, certified red seal right and so how did you <clears throat> learn how to pull permits and like learn how to you know because it's one thing to learn that stuff in a school setting and then it's another to operate a business right and know like how to get clients. And again, these are like, this isn't just like learning how to paint a wall and then getting a client. This is like, I'm going to put it in a whole panel in your house and maybe burn it down. Like, trust me, it's my first day. Like, how did you kind of learn how to do that and be confident, like getting clients even and knowing what to do? 
Working, well, for me, it was, you know, I guess lucky for me, always working really closely alongside uh, uh, others that have owned their business and, you know, taking, I don't know, I guess an initiative with confidence that, you know, I got this if you want to pull the permit, you know, well, as I was apprenticing and whatnot, you know, leave me with it and then come back and we can go over it once it's done. Like I've always, uh, I've not never been one so much to just sort of you know, punch in the nine to five in a big company and walk out. It's always been, you know, lucky for me, uh, been working with um, smaller companies. And so you just get to learn then the finer details with that. You get to, you just, you, you have the questions are there or, you know, things come up and it's easy to ask questions. It's easy to learn. You're watching. And then with every job, it's, it's repetitive. It's repetitive. You see the process of, and you get to learn, you know, what can be just a homeowner's permit versus, oh, that's going to need to be a certified an electrician. You know, you'll need a, mm-hmm. an electrical license to pull a permit for this type of a job or for this type of an install or for this type of a remake. Oh, we have to call BC Hydro Sask Power to come and do a disconnect so that we can actually get in, you know, hands on to the meter and, or they'll do the meter. But then for me, it allows me the panel. So, for me, it's never really, I guess, just, you know, been lost in numbers. It's always been at the forefront of what's going on. And maybe because I find I've always been a bit of a leader type, though, too. So, you know, I'm excited to be like, okay, now you can leave me with this independently. Um, I've never really been one to just, you know, I'll do the pot lights and then I'll come and ask you what to do next. It's mm-hmm. I like to know, yeah. always like to know what's been going on from the start to the finish because it keeps it interesting, right? Yeah, so, you took charge. You just did it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You yeah. didn't ask anybody's permission. You just did it. Um, okay. So, so that's a good transition to kind of this whole other side of your life that you have. Um, you know, you, you've, you've recently been sponsored by Klein Tools, which is my favorite. I'm not an electrician, but those are my, those are my screwdrivers is Klein Tools. And of course, yeah. my husband has all of it. And so you've recently been sponsored with their tools. And then I know you also are a what I would call a dirt biker, but you call, I think a motor, what do you call it? Like motorsport? Motocross. Motocross. Okay. We call them dirt bikes here. No, you can call, yeah. And we call them dirt bikes here. I guess you can say, yeah, either of the two. Yeah. So, So, and I, and I'm new to dirt. I mean, I've rode, you know, um, what we would call, I don't know, just motor, regular motorcycles, like, you know, street, street bikes. We would call that here for my whole, for a long time. Um, and I rode dirt bikes when I was really young, but I'm new to dirt bikes. And so just getting back into that, both my, both my husband and I, and we're loving it, but we're not nearly as good as you. And so kind of walk us through that combined with the, you know, sports photography that you're doing on top of it, like kind of tell us about that transition and how you got to be doing all these, you know, just really fun, amazing things, winter and, and, you know, winter and summer in Canada. Yeah, for sure. Well, for m- uh, myself, being from the prairies uh, in Saskatchewan, um, motocross for me was always the track. So we didn't have any of the single, the single track enduro mountain type riding, of course, like they have here in British Columbia. Uh, but that was something for me that started when I was in high school and it was, <laughs> to be honest, because my boyfriend and I broke me up. So yeah, I bought a truck, I bought a dirt, mom, I'm getting a dirt bike. And, uh, it was, it just opened up a new world for me. It was excitement. I've always, you know, loved the adrenaline side of things, the sports and that. And, uh, for me, when I, uh, my first time in the mountains was actually in New Zealand. So, mm. uh, after selling my, you know, um, my place in Saskatchewan, the house, I, sold a few other things, quit my job, sold my truck, told my mom, I'm going to New Zealand, went and had my first experience ever in the mountains in New Zealand. I was there by myself for four months. 
uh, and then came back to Canada. And when I did, it was uh, it was a no brainer that you know BC being back in the mountains was a lifestyle for me. So. Uh, I bought a little red Tacoma, my little red truck, uh, loaded it up with all my bikes that I had at the time and anything that would fit around all the bikes. And then that was the start of um, this traveling Sparkles Electric uh, <laughs> lifestyle that I did. So this is now going to be five years, I suppose. But, you know, mm. I came out here and just threw myself into 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 it all, I guess. I went straight out to Whistler. My friends in New Zealand said, Cass, we'll see you in uh, in Whistler in August for Crankworks. It was, it's this mountain bike event that goes on every year. And I said, it just planted a seed. And I said, yep, you will. And uh, I came back to Canada and I went straight out to Whistler in my little red truck and, um, you know, kept on the tools so that I could afford to be there. But then also was just so much in love with the bike scene out there that, it eventually brought me to loving to share the sport with others by taking their photo with, you know, whether we'd be on the dirt bike or up on the mountain on a, on our mountain bikes and just with my phone uh, and then sending them these pictures and getting their reactions back from that. Uh, I accidentally discovered how much I love sports photography. Uh, and then from there, I actually uh, committed to a job that had me like working these crazy 12, 15 hour days for two weeks. And with that paycheck, I went and bought my first camera. Mm. And then I called a mountain, um, downhill mountain bike uh, camp, uh, the Trek Dirt Series, and told them that I'm a mountain bike photographer and that I'd love to volunteer to help them out for the season taking photos. And they mm. said, uh, sure, yeah. And so then with that, <laughs> I said, okay, now i got to learn photography. So I just really threw myself into the hot seat with it all after buying a camera. And it's just been moving so fast ever since. From there came Climb. I now take photos for some of their athletes uh, in the sports um, snow scene, as well as the, this is my first motocross scene uh, season with them. So it's um, it's it's been amazing as, you know, the transition's just been really quick and just saying yes to things as they come up. But uh Hmm. Trying to follow the the passion of it all through um, traveling and just, you know, doing what feels good. So, and the and trades helped. Yeah. And so you said that you, so basically your initiative, you just kept taking initiative. You just kept sort of asking for what you wanted, right? That next little, that next little curious step. Mm -hmm. You just did it. You didn't even question yourself. Um, what, what in your family, <laughs> outside of your mom, it sounds like. <laughs> Um, you know, did you never have any doubts or worries or, or, you know, imposter syndrome or like question yourself? Or was it just kind of like you just went all for it every time? Yeah, I, I guess I have a, I have quite the outgoing personality. Uh, and just I think with my experience of just, you know, what's the worst that could happen? And, you know, if it's meant for you, it'll be if it's not, it won't. And mm -hmm. uh, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. And those are just little things that have, you know, stuck with me and that I just truly believe in, I, I suppose. So that being paired with, you know, my father's, you know, had always this outgoing, bubbly, funny personality that's, um, you know, I've, I've had a lot of time with him growing up, um, that's brought me experiences with a lot of people and, um, you know, putting myself out to, to any opportunity that's come up, uh, with a good attitude. And, uh, I think if it's something that you're truly passionate about and with good energy, you know, people can feel that and, uh, you know, it attracts all then the things to you that will help to make whatever you want to happen, happen. Mm-hmm. 
That's awesome. That's beautiful. I, I totally agree. Thank and you. It's a good it's a good reminder for all of us that like when times are hard or whatever, just like the energy you bring to something uh, really can shift things a lot of the times. Um, and so what's I mean, with this sort of basically nomadic, hardworking, nomadic, fun, joyful life that you're <laughs> that you're leading, um, what's kind of like what's next for you? Um, is it just is it not just, but is it more of the same and moving up in motorsports and moving up with your photography? Kind of, what are some of your dreams that you have? You're clearly living them, which is awesome to be present and enjoy that. Um, sort mm-hmm. of, what are you looking forward to maybe in the next year or two? Well, I guess for right now, the next the next few things I'm looking forward to uh, and looking forward to building up uh, for myself and what I see is to be a fun adventure is more of a home base and a home uh, somewhere here in British Columbia. And I have thoughts right away of the West Coast. So this summer I do plan on uh, working and traveling while shooting the uh, climb women motocross climb women here in Canada uh, riding the trails that they love, getting to to know what they like to ride, where they like to ride, and you know the gear that they're in. So that's something that I love to do that I'm involved with with climb. Um, but also, like I was mentioning before, I uh, I have the idea of building up this tiny house. <laughs> so for me, another adventure would be you know the opposite almost of what I've been doing for the last five years, and that's finally putting down a home base that is mine and, you know, finding then a place that feels a little bit more like home because having this lifestyle that is a little bit more nomadic and being on the road, yes, a lot of different experiences and meeting new people is really exciting. Um, but it's also important to have something, um, you know, or a, or a place that is grounding, uh, or, you know, a home base to operate out of that is comfortable and that feels good for you. So for me, it's, you know, I'm aware of that and how there are times when it's like, okay, this is becoming a lot or, oh, I'm, you know, I'm finding that, oh, I'm kind of hitting a wall where I need to reset and I need to regroup. So I, I'm really looking forward to this next summer, this motocross season that's going to involve traveling and uh, more photography and riding. Uh, but also keeping in mind getting ready to build up a home base again, and that might be building a, a tiny house. So um, that's what I'm hoping to to do next, and um, what is I'm excited to build up in the next season or two. Hmm, that sounds fun. Well, I can't wait to see the <laughs> Instagram feed of that. <laughs> it'll probably be the cutest <laughs> pictures of the cutest pictures of a tiny home you've ever seen and the best electrical oh, inside. The littlest person. I think my carpenter. Yeah. So oh, yeah, that it. will be the adventure. Yeah, I love it. So um so kind of as we wrap up, I just love everything you've shared. Um what is your favorite what is your favorite animal? I'm just curious out of somebody like you. What's your favorite animal? Okay, I'm going to tell you. It's a bear. A bear. For sure. Okay, uh, for sure. For sure. I don't know. It comes to mind every time. It's like, you know, mm. it's like terrifying but cute kind of. But, a pow- you know, it's it's uh, I've always enjoyed and loved uh, bears. <laughs> really? That's interesting. Like, like, okay, what species? Grizzly, black, brown, like white polar bears? For me? Like, yeah, for you. <laughs> A grizzly bear. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it's like, you know, powerful things like that that I've always, I've always been attracted to. And so, yeah. I don't know, bears uh, stand out for me right away. There are so many that I love and dogs are pretty cool as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, bears have always been one that come to mind first. Nice. Awesome. Well, I think we'll end it on that super fuzzy note. <laughs> that soft and fuzzy, <laughs> but powerful note. 
Um, and yeah. just, and just thanks so much for sharing what you're doing, sharing a little bit of your life and sort of, um, my husband will be so excited to hear this interview. I can tell you he is just, this will be his thing about electrical. Nobody ever makes yeah. electrical fun or cute, right? And you've done yes. that. Or the makeover side. Yeah. The makeover side. Purchase, huh? Yes. He will be yeah. absolutely admiring the panels that you do. And um, and we will, we will talk later about dirt bikes and all the rest of it and sort of just follow your feed and watch you build your beautiful little tiny house. Amazing. Thank you so much for the call. Thanks so much for listening to Remodel Your Life. I sure have enjoyed being with you today. And if you really like our show, we'd love it if you would subscribe through iTunes. You can always send us feedback through email at Camille at RemodelYourLifePodcast.com. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Remodel Your Life Podcast. This episode has ended, but your remodeling journey can continue. Head over to RemodelYourLifePodcast.com to access all the resources, tools, and links mentioned in this episode. Until next time, get your hands dirty and create the life you want from the foundation up. And thanks again to Blue Apron. I just love cooking with them and so appreciate their support of my show. Okay.